I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. After the apocalypse, a pandemic survival story. Season one, episode four, Home Invasion. The old man was awakened by the sound of men shouting. It took him a minute to shake off the haze and remember where he was. He had to pee, but that would have to wait. Nothing in the basement! The first man shouted from the house. Check the garage! The other man shouted back from further away. The tracks led this way! He was here! Watch yourself. The garage door below slammed open and the sound of feet shuffling and circling the escalade. The old man could hear the man breathing and the rustle of clothing. The second man had caught up and asked, Anything? Did you check the car? Yeah, nice ride, but nothing in here. Crap. I thought we might have surprised him by pushing through the night. Did you look under the car? There was some more shuffling and clothing noises and a grunt. Nothing under the car. A long pause. What do you think? I think I want to teach that snake of an old guy a lesson for killing Trip back by the river. But we got to catch him first. Move pretty fast for an old guy. We'll get him eventually, the first countered. Let's clear this place out. Load up we can and see if we can find the keys to this rig. It will be nice to be dry and off our feet for a couple hours, the first man agreed. The garage door closed behind them and they went back into the house. The old man let out a breath he hadn't realized he was holding. These guys were persistent. Persistent and homicidal. Best move now was to wait them out. He still had to pee. Looking around, he saw the two empty beer bottles and was relieved. Over the next thirty minutes, he quietly gathered his things about him and prepared as best he could to either fight or flee if they discovered him. The old man considered his options. How were these two able to catch up to him? They must have found some transportation or hiked all night in the cold rain. That made them focused and mad and dangerous. His best bet was to wait them out up here in the rough loft above the garage. If they hadn't found them by now, they probably wouldn't. One of the guys he knew from one of the clubs that he ran with once said, If you can run, 
run. If you can't run, learn how to run. The joke was that if you were a runner, you could probably solve just about any problem by running. He listened as they ransacked the house, swearing and breaking things. He thought about the holiday photo of the family on the fireplace mantle. That was just another memory among millions of others that would fade now, fade into the past, broken and forgotten. The men made several trips to the garage, loading boxes into the Escalade. They had found the keys and started the car, discovering to their satisfaction that it had a full tank of gas. Even so, they shut it off until they were ready to leave. One of them, the Alpha, was named Rod. The other was Johnny. They talked a bit about the chaos and the killing. They didn't seem to have much of a plan other than to survive and take what they needed. The sun was shining in through the slats in the aluminum vent at the end of the attic space, and it was getting warm when they finally slammed the doors on the big car and got ready to leave. They had had to figure out how to manually open the big garage door. Now that the power was out, the old man lay silent, eyeing them through a small crack between the plywood boards. After they pulled the caddy out, one of them ran back in and grabbed a gas can and containers of oil from the metal shelves. Good idea to have extra gas, the old man thought. They would be gone soon enough, probably making their way into the city with that big car to see what trouble they can get into there. Maybe they'd given up on him. When it was safe, the old man would slip from his hiding place, backtrack to that rail trail, and head north and west into Tennessee. The two men stopped the car in the driveway and did something he couldn't discern before driving off. He'd give them twenty minutes or so, just to make sure. No sense hurrying. He didn't have any appointments. The sun warmed his space. The cicadas buzzed in the trees outside. It could have been any other afternoon nap for the old man. He laid his head on one arm and dozed. It might have been twenty minutes, it might have been more, when he was roused by the smell of smoke. It came curling up through the cracks in the plywood like dirty, evil fingers and choked him. They had enacted a final act of violence on this castle, a pyre for the dead. He had to get out, and he had to get out fast. He could feel the heat and hear the fire now spreading quickly from the house, like a hungry animal raced through the structure looking for him. He pushed down on the retractable ladder, but was greeted by a staggering blast of heat and acrid smoke as soon as there was a gap. The open garage was acting like a chimney and the fire was hungry in the old wood structure. 
The old man pushed his way back away from the main fire in the house and towards the other end of the attic, pulling his scarf up over his nose and mouth. He frantically pulled and pushed at the vent on the eave, clawing at the screws and wire. He was choking on the smoke. He had to get out, or he would die. He had his knife out and was working at the screws around the vent grate. Come on! He cursed, the knife slipping in the stripped screw heads. It wasn't working. At this rate, he'd be dead before the first screw was loose. In a panic, he lay back and mule kicked at the vent. He managed to break a couple slats free. He worked to squeeze his shoulders through the opening. The fire was coming closer and roared behind him, its hot fingers grabbing at him with hungry malice. He tossed out his pack and tried again to squeeze through. He was pushing and clawing with all of his might to get through the rough opening he had kicked out. He was stuck, thrashing, halfway out, his belt stuck on the edge. At least there was less smoke outside where his head was now. He could breathe. He was reminded of an old photo he had seen, maybe in Time or Life magazine, of a dead man who had been trying to escape from a burning house, maybe in Africa, frozen by the photographer's eye with one arm and shoulder out from under the house, but dead from the fire within. More evidence of man's reckless violence against man. More bones for the pile. But this day, the old man would not be half out and half burnt. He filled his lungs with fresh air, exhaled deeply and made one last great heave. He popped free of the vent and plummeted to the thick grass of the lawn. Scrambling and a bit in shock, he ran, hunched over for the tree line in the backyard. He settled behind a big oak and watched the scene. The flames leapt high into the noon sky with black smoke. Surely this would attract some attention. He needed to get out of here. He didn't see anyone else around, although the roaring fire made it hard to see much. He shouldered his pack and hugged the tree line through the backyard to get back to the road. Then he saw the big black Escalade parked in the road out front. What were they doing? Admiring their handiwork? or trying to smoke him out. Either way, he had to move before they saw him. He would have to pass close to the road to get by. The old man stayed low and went from the covering safety of one tree towards the next. He was making his way back towards the trailhead. Once he got there, he would head away from this place quickly and put some space between himself and these arsonists. He thought he was out of danger, just a hundred feet from the entrance to the trailhead parking area. When he heard the Escalade engine start and sounded tires spinning from acceleration, he broke into a sprint, or the best version of a sprint that he could conjure. He did not look over his shoulder, but he could hear the car coming down the road towards him and accelerating. He could sense the pursuit. The last of the smoke was cleared from his lungs, and he was breathing hard as he willed his legs to move faster. Adrenaline was pumping and his heart was pounding with the fear of a hunted animal. He made the turn into the dirt parking area and made for the trail. He couldn't outrun a car, but he could get on the other side of a trailhead barrier and they would have a hard time following. It was designed to allow foot traffic but prevent vehicles from getting on the rail trail. He heard the gravel flying and the wheels of the Escalade spinning in the dirt in the parking area as they careened in right behind him. He put his head down and funneled every remaining bit of energy he had into the metal barrier just feet ahead of him. The Escalade wasn't slowing down. They fishtailed through the parking area 
and accelerated toward the gate behind him. They were almost on him. He could hear the hungry engine like a grizzly bear on his heels. One final push of superhuman effort dredged from the bottom of his overworked adrenal glands, and he dove headlong through the metal pipes into the trail. The Escalade impaled itself on the steel gate with a terrible crunch. Even with its size and velocity, it couldn't breach the barrier. It hung on the pipes with its engine racing and the back wheels spinning off the ground. The old man rolled to his feet and resumed his flight down the trail. A quick glance in the Escalade revealed nothing but deployed airbags behind a cracked windshield. Maybe some leftover automated voice was asking them if they had been in an accident and needed assistance. He wasn't going to stay to find out. He was a hundred feet further down the trail when he saw the dirt kick up by his feet and heard gunshots. He ran an improvised zigzag for another fifty feet until he could get around the bend in the trail and out of sight. He slowed his pace and walked a bit to recover and let the adrenaline drain from his system. He did a quick scan of his body and nothing seemed broken or hurt. He'd probably have some sore spots tomorrow, but that wasn't much of a bill to pay considering all the excitement. It was a close call. He could have died today. Those men wanted to kill him. That fire wanted to kill him. This world wanted him to die. But he was still here and still moving. The old man felt a twinge of pride at that. He was a survivor. He may have given up on this world, but he wasn't a man you could brush off so easily. He could run. He could survive. Maybe there was something in this world for him. Maybe there was some sort of purpose. It wasn't like he had a choice in the matter. He'd keep moving and see what this dirty and dead world brought. If he managed to survive a few more days, he might make it to where Paul was. That's all he had now. Survive. Survive and move. Stack one day on top of the next and see where this world went. After the Apocalypse is written and produced by Chris Russell. That's me. The show is narrated by Robert Weinheimer. The intro and outro music is by Bobby Quinn. Make sure to subscribe and please tell your friends. This show can only survive the apocalypse with your help. And be a good survivor and spread the word for us. Go on to your favorite podcast service and write a review. Like us. And one of the best ways to directly support the show is through our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash after the apocalypse. And links to everything that I've just said can be found in the episode and show notes. And you can find out more about our show at our website, afterthepocalypse.me. So until next week, thank you for listening and keep surviving. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.